0: And welcome to episode 278 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny and I'm here with Mike, and tonight we'll be discussing the final chapter in the Star Wars Skywalker saga, Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker, directed by JJ Abrams.
1: Sequel to Frozen 2. Yes.
0: How are you doing tonight? (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing super duper. Awesome. Uh, just got through the, the holidays, and, and I saw this movie on opening weekend at a what's called a movie tavern. It's a new brand or sub-brand of Marcus Theaters here in the Midwest.
1: Oh, I, d- I didn't know about movie tavern. Yep.
0: This is interesting. Okay. Yep. And I just want to write up front, and I'm in no way compensated for saying this, that if you are an adult who wants to see a movie and eat food and drink beer... You should go to Flick's Brewhouse instead of Movie Tavern.
1: Give me the lowdown. I, I mean, I, I guess I feel like we've got, they've got like the bistro. Marcus has the bistro theaters where yeah. half of the theaters you can like order from your table and they've got the full bar and stuff like that. So what makes this different than that?
0: Well, you know, you, first of all, you have to order everything from the concession stand. When and they take ha- it in with you well they do deliver it in you do have a okay. really expansive menu so the menu is broad like even breakfast all day and i mean there's there's a lot of food oh, to okay. choose from uh. but you can't get alcohol brought to you you have to buy that at the bar yourself because not all their food runners are either 18 or 21 um you can't call for more food during the movie so it's really just you order it and then you go sit down and someone brings it to you okay and it just it's just not, I mean, they had a big screen and they still have the leather recliners, but I'm telling not you, a, if you like movies, food, and beer, go to Flick's Brewhouse. They have the recipe cracked. The beer's great. The food is awesome. The service is perfect. You'll enjoy that experience much more. Well, I'm so happy to
1: hear you say that because that is indeed where I saw it Oh, uh, this past week. Yeah, awesome. I saw it okay. at Flix, which is great. Yeah, I was shocked that it wasn't a little more crowded. It was on a weekday morning, but during the Christmas break time, like I think, i saw it on the 23rd so i guess i just would have assumed it would have been packed yeah but they've got a ton of showings of it too and you know so uh, i guess the the 10 a.m is is not probably that monday's most popular and a lot of people are traveling for the holidays anyway so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) when your monday morning 10 a.m show is just mostly full it's probably a (laughs) pretty popular okay yeah. yeah
1: yeah right yeah
0: now speaking of the popularity um, I know we've talked in the past about Star Wars that this wasn't necessarily your touchstone as a child. You weren't a huge Star Wars guy.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess in all honesty, I think my sister and I probably watched um, episodes four and five maybe a hundred times on you know VHS. And when I say that, I mean like the pirated VHS that sure. we like rent it from and then and then copy it. Uh, yeah. The the quality just sucked ass. Yeah, of course. Uh, but we we did see the we we did see both of those a ton. But it wasn't anything I really ever got into or followed. It was just you know we had that and Raiders of the Lost Ark on pirated VHS, so I watched them all the time.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like episodes four, five, and six. So first of all, I rarely, if ever, ever met someone who saw those movies who didn't like them. I met people who had never seen them which I thought was sort of a rarity, but sure. anyone who'd seen four five and six, especially episode four, the original star Wars right. tended to like it. Like I felt like it was one of those things upon which we could all agree. It's like ice cream or pizza. Everybody the likes Beatles. ice cream and pizza. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like the sequel, the prequels came along episodes one, two and three. And I feel like we could all agree that those were. Yeah. Right. Like I've, Rarely have yes. ever met an adult who really loves episodes one, two, or three. We all kind of right. powered through them like bad pizza. But we still right. ate them. Yeah. And and right. then like seven, you know, the the Force Awakens was a super nostalgia trip and it's kind of a remake of episode four, but introduced some new characters, set up some mysteries and kind of felt like, All right, all right, we'll go along for this ride. And then you hit eight and it was just such a debacle, yeah. such a hole of story and character development, and it just sucked. And yet somehow it was one of the most critically acclaimed. And that brings us here, where we're like, we just got to finish this. Let's, yeah, just, I... let's, just, let's just get this over with. <laughs> let's just power it through. Because I... you can't leave it not finished. So it's sort of like, well, we had to do something. I just, I feel like we went from something where we all could agree to something, especially with episode eight, that became incredibly divisive. And you got some people who really love it. You got critics thought it was great. The average Star Wars fan, I think, thinks it sucks. And so it's just, how did we get here from something that we could all agree upon for 30 plus years and now we're all split? Do you think it has something to do with
1: Constantly handing over the reins to new directors and them wanting to put put their own kind of stamp on it, yet being sort of pigeonholed into um, a universe that that is so so widely loved and and needing to accommodate such a wide base of fans—is is that where we've gone? Because I guess what I would say is I feel like the last few episodes, and I'm not even referring to like the. The standalone, so I guess you could throw them into that mix as well. I guess they all sort of feel kind of milk toast to me. Like they, it seems like I've seen the movie over and over again, and yeah. it's kind of the same movie. And that's going to be my plot recap, and it'll be the shortest plot recap we've ever had.
0: Oh well, maybe we should just let you do that, and will. Let's do it. Over. Yeah, let,
1: yeah. Let, let, let's do it, and then and then get into how we felt feel about it. So so in the new installment of the Star Wars saga, people need to visit planets. The forces of the dark side have big spaceships, the the resistance fighters have monosyllabic names, space fighter jets can travel at the speed of light, and apparently nobody ever really dies. And that's the new Star Wars. And I think it's the last Star Wars, and the one before that, and the standalone episodes as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think he. Hit on something. Oh, also,
1: also, everybody is related, right? Like every, every I should have included that, right? right. Like just remember, right. everybody is also related to somebody, and usually a bad guy is related to a good guy, and a good guy descended from a bad guy, and that's the the right. stuff. It's a whole yes, galaxy. Right, yeah.
0: There's hundreds of thousands of planets with trillions of people, but it's really like two families <laughs> that we're talking right. about here, right? Yes, now, yeah. Absolutely. I was just struck by and we just had this year Avengers Endgame conclude a 21 or 22 movie arc for the Avengers uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that took wildly different twists and turns from Black Panther or uh Thor Ragnarok and, you know, Ant-Man and Captain America Winter Soldier and all these disparate characters yeah. and themes and, and, and um, like kind of color palettes and, and tones and brought them all together though and, and coherently and cohesively solved this and resolved the, the story and then I feel like a Star Wars it just feels so much the same I mean you talked about we've got different filmmakers but it feels like it's like a paint by numbers it's a plug and shug it's like the Mad Libs but it's gotta look and feel the same and it's gotta all sure. be the same where like this one I just I just sat there thinking I'm really ready for this to just be over. And I, yeah. I used yeah, yeah. to just love Star Wars and now it's just this was I thought a really bad movie. I, I, mean, I found very little well, to be excited was, about.
1: Which was the one that we reviewed a few years ago when they re- resumed and it was like kind of like a greatest hits show like they had to bring everybody back for a cameo in that episode. I can't remember what it, it was episode five. What was, I don't remember the name of it, but I don't remember the. What would the have been seven?
0: It. it would have been the Force Awakens, the one where they introduced. That's what I mean. Sorry, seven, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep.
1: episode seven, yes. And but it became a, a it, the the movie itself was sort of a greatest hits show. Like you you had to have every line from the first three original yep, yep. episodes called back in it, and I and now I just sort of feel like it gets it gets boring and, and tired. Like it was sort of fun that time to have the greatest hits show here, sure. Hear, hearing, I've got a bad feeling about this in the movie. Now is just like, you, you want to s- face palm, right? Like, yeah. Oh God, why, why are they doing this? Yeah. yeah.
0: It just, but before we catch any, well, any vitriol from people who did like this one, let me just say right up front, it, this is a visually stunning film. But there's such an embarrassment of riches of cool things to look at that they just unfortunately blew right past them. Like there's a a world that they visit in the Millennium Falcon in like the first eight minutes of the movie. And it's like an ice planet. And you just see like this this mountain of ice standing above water. So it looks perfectly reflected and they fly. And I was like, this is the coolest planet. Like, let's spend the whole movie here. And instead, in about 40 seconds, that scene's over and they're gone. And then they go somewhere else, like, totally cool. And I'm like, wow, I just want to drink this. In. Nope, they're gone. And that was, unfortunately, the tone.
1: I think that that's a really fair point. And I sort of felt like they were just, it almost felt, like, sort of frenetic for the whole movie. Like, it's, <laughs> it's two hours and 20 minutes long, but it just feels like it's so jam-packed with scene It was one of the faster-moving Star Wars movies, for sure. And at two hours and 20 minutes, I felt like every scene lasted about, two minutes
0: yeah i i rewatched episode four leading up to this and i was just struck by how slow and stately it is and those first like 25 minutes when the droids are before they meet luke it's like almost a silent film and it somehow caught all of our imagination and launched this whole saga and we all got on board with it but this one, they just throw absolutely everything they can at you. And and one of the things that just blows my mind and I hate right up front is this whole, well, Palpatine, the Emperor, is back from the dead, seemingly. And he's grown 10 million ships or something in the ice. And he's ready to launch them in 16 hours. Like, we have to have a ticking clock from the moment this thing starts and it's the like James Bond
1: movie. Yeah. yeah
0: like it's a, like in 16 hours, they go to like eight planets. And then the whole time they're like, we only have eight hours left. Like what? Like, right. why do we need a ticking clock? It's bad news that he has these ships. We should stop them. But like, they've got it down to the second. They know that somehow they know the second he'll be launching them. And it's just such a bad gimmick, like a, a movie crutch. And it just, Forces the movie to be at this frenetic breakneck pace the whole time where you're not given yeah, any time yeah. to care about anyone, anything, any place they go, you're just moving. Yeah, a- And I was annoyed by that heavily.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. In fact, there, there wasn't much that I liked about the film beyond what you said, it being a very visually spectacular movie. Of course, I like the music. That hasn't changed in sure. 14 movies, right? I mean, that that's all the same. Um, this is the first Star Wars movie that I believe my children have seen, which was kind of exciting. So, like, they know none of the backstory, but then actually picked up on a couple of things. And, of course, because everybody in the world loves these movies, they knew some of what that meant. Sure. Like, they knew who Luke Skywalker was, and who his dad was, and who his sister was, and... So they get that, but uh, that—I mean—it was fun to enjoy a Star Wars movie with them. It's not one I don't own these on on Blu-ray. Now I can stream them on Disney Plus. I would I would suppose, but
0: yeah, yeah, our kids have seen four, five, six, and seven, and they started eight and honestly turned it off because it just wasn't good. Like oh, it just wow. didn't hold okay. their attention. They were like, "This isn't very fun to watch." And I couldn't blame them. I was like, yeah, this one's pretty bad. And so, like, we didn't even bother taking them to this one. It's like, this is just not something they'll get into.
1: I think something that I really struggled with this time around is the... And and we'll just spoil it right now. I mean, there's a scene early in the film where Chewbacca seemingly dies. And within minutes, you realize he hasn't. And this just seems to be a trope that they keep dragging out over and over and over again. Like... The Emperor is back again, seemingly from the dead. Actors and actresses who have passed away get CGI'd back into the movie. Right. And and it's like, even when you die as a character in the film, you don't. Like, we've still got Luke there. Like, I, it's, this is, it's just, it it's getting it's getting annoying to me. Like what the, the the convenience of being able to just bring anybody back from the dead at any time because of, I guess the force is becoming silly.
0: Yes. As I would put the same as what they can do with the force. Right. So in episode four, right. Luke uh, sees Obi-Wan Kenobi die. And then in the next movie, you know, Obi-Wan does come back and talk to him briefly. Um, as a spirit, as a spirit, is, as like right? a, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, he, he doesn't alter space. And he can't save right. He bro. can't. He can't save a planet. Right. right. Yeah. And, exactly. and Luke gets yeah. injured, and other people get injured around him, and he can't just magically heal them. But in this movie, the the Force ghosts like Luke can lift spaceships and can do all sorts of things to like the living world. And then if you have the Force, you can apparently just heal people or animals you can bring bring people back from the dead you can pull a whole spaceship out of the sky i was like i mean we've just basically turned them again into avengers this is what happened with elsa in frozen 2 it was like
1: yeah right you went from having right.
0: this one power that could do this one thing to you're basically all powerful indestructible god. super yeah. god right and that's what yeah. we've done with with the jedi here it's just I was just so so tired of it. And I was also tired of this big retcon that they did with Ray from episode eight when Ryan Johnson wrote that she was basically nothing and she wasn't related to some super old family. And in this one they're like, Oh, never mind. Actually she is she is the Emperor's granddaughter. Boom, deal with that. Like it is such an about face and it's just sort of like so cheaply done that you're like, gosh, this just reeks of fan blowback that you're just trying to iron over to quickly smooth this out so we can just sure yes get through to the end and it's like it doesn't feel well written at all it's just so bad it's just so bad well I I've also
1: similarly gotten annoyed with and I know that we had talked about it briefly in the last um, Star Wars installment that we did but the the characters who are in like different physical locations on different planes being able to fight like like like, Ray oh, and Kylo Ren gosh. fighting when they're on different planets, yet, yet somehow their lightsabers are touching. It. I've, I've grown really weary of that as well.
0: For real. And they do it a bunch in this movie. And you're right. They even have a yeah. full-on lightsaber battle when they're, they're not in the same room, which I got so annoyed with because later they are in the same space. And I had to think, wait, is he really there?
1: Because, because is, it, is this actually happening out Yeah.
0: There was no good plot reason for him to be there. In fact, for her to be there, she had to get a secret knife that had like runes on it and decode something. And so she's at this secret location and he just shows up and somehow is like right there. And I was like, is this another force battle? Because there's no logical way for... No, no, he was actually there. Yeah. and And then it also makes... It also makes the... And I'm going to spoil this as well. This is spoiler alert. We get Harrison Ford back in this movie. And again, yeah. you have to wonder, like, now, wait, is he really there? Is this is is he a force <laughs> ghost? Is this? Oh, no, he's just a hallucination. So when Kylo sees Ray, is that a hallucinate? It's just like you're breaking right. all the rules of, of like physics and metaphysics here where it's like apparently whatever the script needs to happen can happen and if it doesn't need it to happen that would break the rules so
1: well, uh, well I actually wondered is he even like was Harrison Ford actually acting in the movie or did they just CGI him like they do Carrie Fisher like his, his scene was so brief did he need to show up on set? Like, she's credited in the movie and yeah. clearly never filmed a scene. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful about that, but, like, it, it did make me wonder if he was even truly acting in the movie or if they were like... Ah, uh, we can probably knock this out in a day and we don't need to fly him out from wherever. He just scraped
0: in from, from California.
1: Right. right, right. Well, give, give us a little bit of facial expression or something. And we
0: should briefly touch on, I mean, you mentioned Carrie Fisher, who of course passed away before this movie started. And and my understanding is that the overarching plan for this new trilogy was the first one sort of brought back and then killed Han Solo. Right. The second one brought back and then killed Luke Skywalker. And this third one was supposed to focus more on Leia. And then she passed away. And so the, the filmmakers were stuck. They were in, I mean, I think that J.J. J. Abrams was in a real hole here that Ryan Johnson had dug. There were so much bad decisions that he had to go back and try and fix or gloss over or course correct. But then the star of his movie died. And he couldn't yeah. just like write her off, right? You couldn't have her just die off screen and that was it. You couldn't not have her in the film. You couldn't create like a CGI Carrie Fisher to just do the whole movie. So they actually used footage they had shot for the force awakens.
1: I see. And then they
0: just CGI would that footage back in. So all of her lines are really generic and they're like, they, you just can tell like they're in the editing room trying to like, put something together piece that, together yeah. something that makes sense. Yeah. So I get that they just had their hands tied, but it's like at some point you just got to make a decision that, that benefits the piece that makes this movie work as opposed to, well, we got to stick to it because that's what we were trying to do. It, it, it really well, didn't work for me.
1: And I don't want to be really disrespectful either. This is going to sound horrible, but I guess I feel like if you can use this technology and CGI anything today, can't you CGI Carrie Fisher like without a horrible plastic surgery accident? Like, I, I mean, Ooh. she looks like she's melting, and I feel like she was a, a <laughs> she was an attractive actress. Like, like there, there, there was an in between nineteen seventy seven and. 2012, right? Like, why can't we get that? Well, you're, you're giving me the worst look. I'm, I'm, we're going to get vitriol. And well, I, and
0: I feel bad about no, it. No, but they, they actually do do that. Remember, there's that one scene where you get a young Luke and a young Leia CGI. Yeah, so yeah, there yeah. is a That's moment right. here he gets, and you're like, oh, wow, they both were uh, handsome people at one point. Uh, Cause Luke also looks like he's just, well, oh, he's fallen up He's been days. living in the Port Authority for a long time. <laughs> Oh, Mark
1: Mark Hamill didn't have the illustrious career post Star Wars that I think
0: he probably thought he would. He was. has been so busy. I mean, a lot of his stuff is voiceover work, but he's oh, been working steady for decades. Mark Hamill is very, right. very busy and very well regarded. I, I mean, just... there was the
1: Christmas Star Wars special. Oh, well, the of course. Special. What's up with that? What's up
0: with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Can I just say what's up with the Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren's buddies? Do these okay. guys not just look like the worst cosplay group that you see at like a Ponderosa steakhouse buffet at like 2.30 on a Tuesday cause Comic-Con's in town? Oh, like no. they <laughs> looked like their costumes were like cobbled together from like old like football. Gear and someone had like oh, a gear. a black knight costume from Monty Python, and it just was so bad looking. <laughs> that's, bad. that's great.
1: I, that's that's a great observation. I had to jot down and laugh because I've always thought that uh, Darth Vader being referenced in the early films as Lord Vader was a really scary title to give this man, yeah. right? Like, I mean, this guy's huge, and so anytime I hear a reference to supreme leader i just start chuckling because to me it sounds like assistant burger king manager like, <laughs> like you're not lord
0: <laughs> you're the you're the supreme
1: leader you're yeah. like
0: you're like shift you're supervisor fine. right <laughs> like you're not the manager like, but i mean you're in charge of this shift
1: right like right yeah. like you you need to tell people who's on the front line versus drive through right? right like that's yeah exactly yeah. so
0: we got to quickly address Palpatine, the Emperor here, who they brought back and again kind of retconned Great into teeth. being the the secret bad guy who's not only lived um, or, or survived the death of the Death Star in Return of the Jedi, but he's also been behind the scenes all these years and he he grew like clones of something like Snoke and then he was like a puppet master of it. I was so annoyed. It felt like uh, in the last James Bond movie, Inspector, when they brought out Blofeld and they were like, guess what? I've actually been behind the scenes pulling the strings for the last four movies. And all those bad guys were really my minions. And it's like, no, they weren't. This is so dumb. Why, Why do this? I mean, it's one thing to bring them back. But it's another to try and make it seem like not only am I back. I've always been here and I've been the bad guy the last two movies. <laughs> no, you weren't. This is dumb. This is really 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 dumb. How do you feel about it though? <laughs> what's up what? with what's up with how greasy Adam Driver looks? I mean, there's this the fight scene on the old Death Star where he comes out looking like Severus Snape just went through a car wash. Like in the top down, he looks like nothing but mucus so, and like greasy black hair <laughs> pasted to his face. He looks awful. So
1: I I agree with his appearance being absolutely hideous, <laughs> and nobody on earth could possibly think that this man is attractive. However, however, I also I, I also feel like his his costume, like whatever the the costume designer gave him, makes him look like. He's walked out of a Gap catalog. Like he's wearing like a, a long sleeve Henley and right. and like matching black jeans that are are tapered like a slim fit. Yep. And I just feel like it's a really weird costume for this guy. This is this is Kylo Ren, and he really does look like he stepped out of a Gap catalog.
0: Well, and his whole story arc again. He was bad. Then he was kind of conflicted. Then he was bad. But then he helped Ray, but turns out he's really bad. And then in this one, he, he has his helmet, you know, soldered back together with cool red uh, lines all over it rather than just get a new one. But he, he b- rebuilds his <laughs> And it's then he like, wears it. But it's just, like red crazy glue. Yeah, but just for a little bit, because then later we need to see his face and all the mucus and his pastiness. And then he gets killed, but brought back to life. But then he becomes good again right. after right. he hallucinates. And then he's a good guy, but then he died. It's it's like they just... I think that in the original Star Wars trilogy, 4, 5, and 6, you had to, Lord Vader. He was like the bad, bad, bad guy. The ultimate villain in movie and then in the last five minutes of that movie, he he made a tough choice. Well, an easy choice, but he killed his boss and stopped the Empire because he couldn't let his son get killed by the Emperor.
1: Yeah. He was just a, yeah. a
0: loving dad, who, like a dad who finally just decided, I can't watch this go on. And so like that one simple act saved the world and redeemed him from being this awful villain and then kylo ren was set up as the new vader but he's just the ultimate wishy-washy back and forth bad good bad worse good worse good great bad awful good turns out he's good but this is this was your gripe in the previous movie yes. too right like I mean, this they, was exactly what you said this yeah this time yeah. it's like yeah, right, it's right. so yeah. obnoxious it's just yeah. bad because they couldn't it's like they can't just let him be a bad guy
1: yeah, yeah. i i totally agree uh, what's up with that final uh, fight scene with the resistance showing up and being ripped straight from Dunkirk? Where oh, like all those goodness. like... Spaceships show up. Like, like, just like Dunkirk. You know, people, people rowing their boats across right. the English Channel to rescue the soldiers. Like, it was the exact same thing. I was like, oh my God. It's the final scene of it's Dunkirk. It's Dunkirk,
0: but this one also has Finn <laughs> riding a horse on a spaceship... <laughs> Because he might also have the force and he and another just well, uh, I can't even get into it he's just it's just bad. I mean we could have another half hour episode of just what's up with in this movie and I could just go on and on with my gripes but
1: well let me give you two more. oh okay yeah. what's up with what's up with Charlie from lost having three lines in this movie yeah. why is he still a thing why like is he why there? is he still he, why is he still around and what's up with Carrie Fisher's man hands? Oh dear! Oh, d- when I we didn't... got a close, when we got a CGI close up on those things, I, f- I feel like you could have repaired that a little better. <laughs> why, why am I so mean on Carrie Fisher? It's horrible. All right. I don't know.
0: Again, I could go on and on. <laughs> I, I really have like a full list that, of more what's up with. But let's just move on. I, I just got to say, this is not a great movie. They did what they could, and I'll acknowledge that J.J. Abrams was handed a very difficult situation. He had a release date. <laughs> And I, I, still, I
1: still prefer this over the prior, actually, so I, I would take this one over the last one.
0: That's probably fair, but I don't know that I'll ever see either of them again, so I just think it's rough. Mike, are you ready for five questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Five listener-submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. Questions for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Here you go. Question number one. For any story as ingrained in the cultural zeitgeist as Star Wars is, could any director these days hope for better than 53% on Metacritic?
1: No. No, I, I don't think so. So you like, just I, think I the think deck are... is
0: too stacked? Correct. I I,
1: mean, I I feel like if you were a director, that is just... You're going on a fool's errand to accept the challenge to direct the next Star Wars movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, Question number two. How much do you feel the death of Carrie Fisher derailed the story plans for this movie? Now, who's Carrie Fisher again? (laughs) The woman that you think is hideous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'll just... I I think that was a serious question, but this person did have, like, a follow-up question. It just said, given that... So, whatever your answer is to the prior question... Okay. Who do we need to take out from the Fast and Furious cast to bring that franchise to a stop? <laughs> I think this listener didn't get the fact that she died and she's still in this movie and we still right, plowed ahead. Right. So there is no it's stopping correct. Fast yes. and Furious. It will continue. <laughs> right.
1: We we we'll keep we'll keep moving even if they sadly passed away which is sad that carrie fisher passed away and paul walker I, already I passed
0: mean, away i mean i feel like this person I also know. missed that that okay anyway uh question number three did we really need carrie russell's eyes as a cameo in this movie oh i didn't
1: know that was a thing carrie russell was is that felicity from, yes yep from the 80s or 90s or yeah okay uh, she's in this movie where she, were her eyes well, she,
0: she played uh, I think the character's name is Zuri Azuli oh she, like, the one who's got the helmet on the whole yeah. time yes yes okay
1: uh, so she was playing that character yes and we get to see her eyes and nothing else, nothing else. she's always like fully in leather riding her motorcycle right. yeah yeah now, this person uh, also no we a, didn't need that okay no.
0: this person also has a secondary question says could not we have hired a hideous actor with nice eyes to throw them a bone <laughs> Or,
1: or a hideous actor with hideous eyes that we could CGI and be done with it. Why why bother with this? Like, she probably got a little bit more money than your average off the street, uh, union scale actor, right? I
0: would think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question four. Given this I mean, she's gotta be,
1: she's gotta be demanding a little bit, right? She's, she's, is the American still a thing? Is that still a show? No, that's
0: wrapped up. She's a, she's, she, I'm sure got paid very well she can command a salary.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Question number 4, given this film tries to tie up tons of threads and plot points from across the the other eight other uh, eight other Star Wars movies and fails. Was there anything you wanted answered that it missed or didn't address? No. No.
1: I mean, you know this th- 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 that's an unfair question for me because you know it's not my my jam. So Okay. Uh, how about you why don't you answer that question? Like I, I don't want to take away from nope, the No, nope, no, that was the listener's question. Nope. If if you want to answer that, I would I would appreciate that more than what I could provide here.
0: Um well, it's not something that necessarily that I wanted to address, but I feel like another big mystery that JJ J. Abrams set up in The Force Awakens in episode 7 was how Maz Kanata the CGI alien voiced by Lupita Nyong'o got a hold of Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. And this is the one that he lost when Darth Vader cut his hand off in The Empire Strikes Back. So like, how did she end up with that lightsaber? Did it fall out of Cloud City and fall two miles to the earth or whatever? Anyway, it's like, she just says, that's a story for another time. So I feel like, okay, we're really setting up some big story reveal here and then we never got it so that's just like a weird mystery thread okay. that i feel like he left out there uh finally question number five how tired will fans get as the world's aunts continue to ask where was baby yoda <laughs> i just was waiting for baby yoda where was he <laughs> you think i get tired of that
1: yeah, probably. Yeah. That, I would be tired of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: good, good, okay. good. All, all right, right that's five questions. Thanks, listeners.
1: Uh, you know what we didn't address at all is how well did it do opening weekend? We didn't even talk about box office returns, and, I mean, this is Christmas weekend, and...
0: Yep, it uh, it was the lowest of the three uh, newest trilogies, so between 7, 8, and 9, okay. it started with the lowest. It actually started about 5% behind... Uh, the last Jedi but here in its second weekend it has basically pulled levels so I think oh, as okay. of uh, we're recording this on the 29th I think it is already over 700 million dollars and certainly on its way to cross a billion dollars globally and Got everyone it. at okay. Disney will finally you know sleep well knowing that they've they've had one hit on their hands this year
1: <laughs> this <laughs> This is going to pull Disney into the black right right before the end of the year. Thank God. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Well, what do we have coming up next, buddy?
0: Well, coming up next, we've got a a great episode. I'm eagerly looking forward to it. Our friend of the show, Ellen, is back, and she's going to join us to discuss the smash hit musical Cats. Thanks
1: for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the 5 Questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.